Are you ready? Ready to release internal pain? To find confidence, clarity, and direction for your future? To live a life of meaning, fulfillment, and contribution? To trust your intuition again, but something's been holding you back? You've come to the right place. Welcome. I'm Ian Hawkins, the host and founder of the Grief Code podcast. Together, let's heal your unresolved or unknown grief by unlocking your grief code. As you tune in to each episode, you will receive insight into your own grief, how to eliminate it and what to do next. Before we start, I have one request. If any new insights or awareness land with you during this episode, please send me an email at info at ianhawkinscoaching.com and let me know what you found. I know the power of this work and I love to hear the impact these conversations have. Okay, let's get into it. Most people wouldn't know that when I first started out in business, the business I wanted to start was to help young athletes have a pathway to elite sport. Now, that was born out of my own missed opportunities, my own uh, lack of opportunities to, to have that pathway. Uh, a lot of that was to do with my own lack of self-belief and, and shying away from the attention. So there's a whole there's a whole lot of levels to that. But at the time when I started business, it was more around, well, like my parents probably didn't have the money for one. Uh, a lot of like I'm one of five siblings, so getting around to a whole lot of different tryouts and, uh, and a lot, often these things were on a Sunday too, so we went to church. So there was just a really limited opportunities. And it, it wasn't until like later in life when I had people telling me how good they thought I was when I was thinking, man, I, what, what, what could have been possible if one, that I'd known that I was any good and, and two, if I'd had some sort of system there that would have helped me even if my parents couldn't because I know they absolutely did the best that they can. They, they were very involved in a whole lot of different areas of the community as well. So even just playing regular Saturday sport was a challenge, as you can imagine, trying to get children to – all over the place and, and very much had to rely on uh, the community to, to help them to transport us all over the place. Now, one of the things that I've come to realise is how what plays out in our younger years then can then have an impact on how we parent. Now, my coach, uh, as you can imagine, has, has children who are quite – switched on and and pretty cluey and she was relaying to me how that her daughter had asked her some really key questions around her business which had really made her think and I said to my coach I said they sounds awesome can you get her to do some questions for me and so she did and one of the questions was, was well why did you why did you start a business and it was just a great reminder for me that the, the reason I started was, yeah, it was like to create this pathway for young people. Now, the funny thing is that that realisation a few weeks ago was at the same time where currently I am working with young athletes again and 
it just made me realize that how things have come full circle. Now, one of the big wake-up calls when I was coaching youth sport was how much children on the field are looking back at their parents for approval or validation or uh, any other form of acceptance you could imagine. And you see some of them, every time they made a mistake, their head would whip around and see what their parents' reaction would be. More often than not, their father's. Now, I've done a heap of research in this area, and actually one of the listeners of this podcast, uh, I was having a conversation with him not so long ago about exactly this. And there's a great book out there, Changing the Game Project, John O'Sullivan. I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times, had him on the podcast before. He's, uh, he's a great guy, and, and he saw how the impact of parents on youth sport was having such a, yeah, that there was such a detrimental impact. And he was, you know, outlining in this book and in a lot of the work that he does, some of the basic strategies you can use to make sure that, that kids, that your children know that like no matter what, that it's not about the performance. It's not about whether they're making mistakes. It's a simple line at the end of a game of, I love watching you play. I just love watching you play and just taking all that pressure off because if you can, if you're a parent of a child who's, who plays sport or is a performer and there are times where you know that they haven't done as well as they're capable of and if you're anything like me, that's probably more often than not because you know how, you know the level they're capable of so you're always thinking of how they could have done it better. Um, that's a... Uh, a pattern that I've worked on long and hard, but it still shows up at different times. Even if I'm not saying it, I'm thinking it. And when when that's how it like comes across in your language, even from as basic as the team wins, you're all excited. The team doesn't win. You don't really say a lot. They equate from a young age that win equals love and affection from parents Loss equals no love and affection. So they're literally playing for our love, right, <laughs> which is quite uh, scary when you think about it. But it's why sometimes your, your child may have different moments where they, they don't perform well or they have a negative react, reaction if they don't perform well or any number of different things going on because of this unconscious uh, programming that, that the impact that we're having on them because of, of – just the language that we use. Now, one of the best things that you can do is to have that conversation with your child around helping them to see that, look, no matter what the result is, I'm super proud of you and that you should be super proud of yourself and that as long as you're focusing on the areas you can control and for for, for most physical sports, it's it's the effort they put in. Is it are they listening to the coach and are they acting on that advice from the coach? Uh, are they controlling their role and not worrying about teammates and all these other external things that they can't control? So that you can just take all the pressure off them and allow them to perform with freedom. Now I say all of this knowing that I don't get it hundred percent right all of the time. And uh, interesting watching 
my children go through these different moments. But what I do know is that while I'm still it's still a work in progress, that that my children perform now with a far greater freedom than they would have a few years ago when they just felt that extreme pressure. Before I'd learn all of these different things, uh, feeling that pressure to to need to be enough, to need to, yeah, literally playing for for their parents' love, crazy, right? And I guess the question you might be asking is, well, what what do I do about this? What else can I what else can I do to to help them just to to realise that they are more than enough just how they are and that if we can take that pressure off performance whether it's school sport drama arts whatever it is that they love to do and the first place to start as i'm sure you've heard me say many times before is with ourselves where are we still pushing ourselves to achieve to win being super competitive because part of our unconscious is searching for that approval from a parent. How often do you find yourself pushing yourself to unrealistic expectations and then coming down on yourself when you don't? Because that's how it plays out. And you feel like you're not winning, that you're not good enough, and that you should be doing better. And when you can start changing that pattern, realizing that you're not responsible for how anyone else feels, you're not responsible to, to, you don't have to win to get love from anyone. You don't have to win to feel like you're enough of a person, to feel like, yeah, that you, you have value you don't have to keep pushing yourself and one of the best ways that uh, I like to shift patterns like is kinesiology and I'm I'm a massive fan of it because it allows you to just release those old patterns that way. But I'm also a massive fan of coaching. Clearly, it's my <laughs> profession, but but I love having a coach. And I've had an, any number of different coaches over the years. And I even seek out advice from other colleagues who are coaches around different things because just having someone there who is highly skilled and is ability, has the ability to listen and has the ability to help you to, to reframe something that you've always looked at a certain way and just having that external voice to look at things differently, it's going to allow you to take that unconscious pressure off yourself. It's going to allow you to develop the skills to be able to do the same for your children. Because if there's anything showing up for your children in terms of their belief system that you see, oh, if only they believed in themselves. Well, I hate to tell you that there's probably a fair chunk of areas of your life where you're still not believing in yourself. Yeah, that thing that you just thought of then. One of the simple ways to to start reframing is starting to think about what were the lessons or experiences you had. And if it's sports specifically, like what 
was the reaction from your parents to different moments? And then rewriting your future. Take pen to paper. This is how it played out in the past. Burn the bit of paper if it helps and then rewrite it. This is how I want it to be. This is how I want it to be for my children. Now, when I, when I created my future dream for my life, my vision, one of the things was to, to how I interacted as a parent. That was a big part for me because I wanted to be much better at it. It's someone that's I felt responsible for their upbringing and how they, how they go forward in life. I wanted to give that the best possible chance. Well, when you make that a commitment to yourself, you have a whole lot of stuff shows up that one shows you where you can be better and two, how do you actually go about changing that? And something that I was only thinking of this morning is that how often things show up when you've asked for it and then you don't act on it. And that's really is the key part. You, if you've started journaling or if you even just had the, the conscious awareness to think about how you want things to be different and then things show up to give you that solution and you don't act, it just takes you backwards to take that action. Oh, forgive me if I've told this one before, but I was, uh, this particular jumper uh, I saw on the television and Actually, I'm pretty sure I told this last week, but I'll tell it again anyway for those who weren't listening to that one. Um, and then, and then uh, thinking, God, I'd love to have a jumper like that. And then I turn up in the shops, and there's one nearly identical. And and I look at the price, and I go, Oh, it's pretty steep for a for a jumper. I don't think I'll bother. And then walking away and realizing that, hang on, I've just asked for something. Here it is. It's shown up, and, and I'm not accepting it. I'm not unconditionally receiving. So I went back and bought it, and that's just life gives you these little clues constantly. It can literally be happening like all day, every day, uh, in any given moment, like daily, on the hour, whatever it is. Like where you just realise that something's shown up that's given you exactly what you asked for, either a solution or just something to give you awareness on something that might need to be changed. So. Now you know how these things are formed. Uh, I've given you some strategies on what to do. It's up to you to take action now. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Grief Code podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please share it with a friend or family member that you know would benefit from hearing it too. If you are truly ready to heal your unresolved or unknown grief, let's chat. Email me at info at ianhawkinscoaching.com. You can also stay connected with me by joining the Grief Code community at ianhawkinscoaching.com forward slash the grief code. And remember, so that I can help even more people to heal, please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform.